For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. The Say Hey Podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. It is episode 74 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is April 25th, 2022, bringing in my prestigious co-host, as always. Say Hey, Rob. Rob, happy Monday, man. How's it going? Douglas, happy Monday. Glad to be back. It's been a while, man. Uh, About two and a half weeks, I want to say. Yeah. Haven't been on since uh, our Giants have taken the field and... uh, I don't know about you, but life has just made a little more sense since baseball started. So I can't complain about anything right now. That's true. Um, and especially since they've been, you know, playing fairly well overall. Uh, sure. But yeah, I mean, I think it kind of worked out, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you're working hard every day and I'm, I'm working, got a new kid and softball season. So both of mm-hmm. us have been pretty busy, um, but I think it was, a nice time to take a couple of weeks and then we can kind of come back and just assess what we've seen so far in these first couple of weeks for the giants. So, um, you know, uh, as we're recording this, they just finished up that 10 slash 11 game road trip because they finished with that one uh, random game in Milwaukee that they had to remodify because they started the season late, but they're still getting into 162. So that one random game in Milwaukee. And that was kind of a fun, I, I got to listen and watch to the end of it. Or um, I listened and watched the end of it. And, uh, you know, that was kind of fun, man. I, I got yelling in the car after uh, Jock hit that uh, go-ahead home run. And then Jake McGee gave up a bomb to Adamas. And then Luis Gonzalez said, no, 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 man, I'm getting the last shot here and sends one deep down the Rockfield line for the 4-2 lead. And then uh, Camila Duvall came in and uh, closed it out. So Giants 8-3 and three on that road trip. So can't yeah, complain. No, anytime you go eight and three on a road trip. Yeah. N- no complaints, whether you're playing. Yeah. The Dodgers for three, the Padres for three, the Yankees for three. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you go eight and three on a road trip. 
that's good stuff and mm-hmm. really happy for Luis Gonzalez today because uh yeah same same as you I was getting in the car kind of towards the, the latter innings driving home listening and yeah saw or heard you know he me thrown out at second you know trying to generate a, a bit of a rally there in the I want to say it was seventh seventh inning and he gets thrown out at second on a 50-50 call so you know he just gets called up you know he's coming off you know, surgery and the Giants kind of took a flyer on him, you know, after his time with the White Sox. And, you know, he's trying to make a positive impact on on the game and on the team. And he just got here. And, yeah, for him to come up there in the in the ninth and, uh, you know, hit that go-ahead two-run shot, you know, good for Luis Gonzalez, man. Good for him. Yeah, fun stuff. And then it just goes to prove, you know, like it's just another Farhan find. And, I, yeah. you know, and this was a guy – Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Luis Gonzalez actually was signed. Was it like last September? It was like during the season, right? And then he had a shoulder shoulder surgery. But, you know, at the time, I remember we were looking at his uh, minor league numbers with the White Sox. And, yeah, like everything was like prototypical Farhan guy. High walk rate, you know, uh, good splits, um, you know, can play multiple positions in the outfit. So, I mean, it's it worked out. And uh, so far it is working out. This is like his first road trip and he's proven that uh, he can play. He checked all the boxes and then with Steven Duggar, you know, get well soon with that oblique yeah. injury. Yeah. The stars just kind of aligned for him. And so far so good. And I don't want to say he's the next Lamont Wade or anything. No pressure on that. <laughs> but yeah, so far it's another Farhan find until proven otherwise. So, uh, you know, if, if you're new, um, just letting you know, we don't like recap preview series here. Um, and if you've been listening uh, to us for a long time, thanks for being here again, of course. But, uh, you, you know, we kind of like to summarize things and, and give opinions on how we're feeling and stuff. So up to this point, 17 games, Giants take two or three from the Marlins to start the year. Then they take two or three from the Padres at home as well. So, uh, you know, good little start to the season. And then uh, the road trip starts. They go to Cleveland for three, sweep the Guardians there. Then they go to New York, and they have, you know, that rain delay or postponed game last Monday. Then they have a doubleheader Tuesday um, and then play Wednesday, Thursday for four in New York. They lose three or four against the Mets, but obviously, you know, the Mets are World Series caliber team when healthy this season. So nothing to be too uh, upset about. And then they go to Washington over the weekend, sweep the Nationals. Who are really bad, but you know, that's what you should the Giants should be doing to inferior opponents. And then they go to that random game in Milwaukee today and beat a really good uh Brewers team. You know, they only gave up one run, um, you know, through I believe the first seven innings or so. And they're going up against Corbin Burns, the reigning NL Cy Young. Just hang around, hang around, boom, gets the bullpen late. Giants sneak out a crazy unexpected when they're late, and they're 12 and five, bro. They're 12 and five. They're eight and three on the road. The Giants are just continuing to do what they did last year. And that's just give a big middle finger to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one way to put it. But yeah, to be honest with you, man, I'm not really surprised at, at this point. I fully expected the Giants to go out there and take care of the inferior op- opponents. I think we all would have wished they would have swept Miami in, the, in that first series. They had that done on Saturday. Yeah, where they always scored a run against uh, Pablo Lopez, but yeah, they 
take two or three from from the Padres, who we all expect to be there at the end of the year. You know, great series. They let up you Darvish and got yelled at in the process, but we'll get to that later. We'll get to that. Yeah, then they go and take care of uh, the uh, the Cleveland Guardians, you know, in, in in their home opening series. Never an easy thing to do when the team's starting starting their, their their season at home, their home opener, opening series. Giants take care of that, no problem. Yeah, then we get some rain in New York, and Alex Cobb, you know, takes a spill off, off the mound a little bit, trying to cover first. Mm-hmm. Things happen. Yeah, that, in a game that they were really uh, – slapping uh trevor miguel around who is having a good year so far you know they, they kind of give away that that game which set the tone for the second game where max scherzer came out and kind of shoved it down their, their throat and logan webb didn't have his best stuff so not a lot of things went well in that Mets series then anthony discofani gets lit up and ends up on the il with ankle inflammation the same thing that happened to him last year when he was trying to cover first missed a little time so we'll we don't we haven't heard too much about that yet but we're hoping he can get back here pretty quick. Then, yeah, you know, we, we can talk about the Washington series and how, yeah, they are down shot and they suck. It's pretty obvious. But the Giants in the, over the years, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, wrong Doug, you know, they've had a tough time in Washington. It's not easy. Oh, oh, over the years. I, 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 when I think of the Washington series, when they go to D.C., I always think of them somehow always ending up in that stupid Fourth of July game. Yes, I, I was going to say that. Dude, <laughs> it's always July or August, and it's freaking hot. Yes, and it's humid. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, they're playing at eight a.m. local time, and by the by the time I, I'm waking up from a semi hangover, they're down four nothing, and yeah, it's so yeah. DC hasn't been kind to the Giants over the years, so for them to go in there and get that sweep. Yeah, and in pretty convincing fashion, you know, mind you, yeah. good good stuff. And then to have a, a little one-night stand in Milwaukee against the reigning NL Cy Young award winner and to not do anything against him but get enough pitches out of him to where he can't go, go through the seventh inning and get to the bullpen, which was pretty taxed because, you know, yeah, I remember the Brewers were playing last night in Philly. You know, they threw Hayter and all those guys. So the, the Giants kind of seized the opportunity there late against, uh, against Jake Cousins. And uh, Trevor Gott, our old friend Trevor Gott, yeah. you know, coming in the clutch once again for the Giants, but this time it's on our side. And he's been off to a hot start. He was yeah, crazy. and he's been looking good. So, yeah. so yeah, uh, you you can't complain about the start so far. It's about it's about what I expected, but but yeah, the the eight and three on the road that's that that that's impressive. You know, no question about it. So Rob and I wanted to come in and kind of just loosely, you know, discuss players who are doing well who aren't doing well kind of just an overall assessment of what the giants are doing so we don't have anything really planned i'm just i have the roster in front of me i have the numbers obviously you know our last episode was our season preview um so you you can go back and go listen to episode 73 kind of hear our thoughts about who we think is going to have a big year who may have a, a you know regressing year um first guy that sticks out to me and i'm i'm i love talking about jock peterson dude he has been freaking nails uh, since coming in. Had another home run today, a big one that put the Giants up. Um, he had two yesterday in Washington. He's already got six on the year, 10 RBIs. He's hitting 362, uh, an OPS of 1.179. Jock's been doing it all, man. And um, yeah, I mean, he, he was brought in for six mil this year. It's already proven that he's uh, somewhat of a steal thus far. Sure. You know, give your thoughts on Jock Peterson coming back to the Bay this year, baby, and just bashing already. Bash. 
yeah, Jock come back to the Bay, a long time coming. The thing you don't really notice about Jock, unless you watch him every day, like we are getting to now, is that, man, Jock never gets cheated, man. He swings like it's the last, swing, it's last swing he's ever going to take. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a Pablo Sandoval to him you know, when, when I watch him hack. And he doesn't care where, where the ball's at, whether he's trying to go the other way up the middle right field he swings with authority every single time and he he and he pretty much always squares the ball up and we'll see if this uh you know it sucks mike Yastrzemski ends up on the on the on the covid list you know picking mm-hmm. up covid there in, in dc but you know he moves to the leadoff spot yesterday and hits a couple home runs and then hits another one today off a of, off of trevor got Mm-hmm. And I don't see that being a long-term spot for him. I don't. I don't know about you. I don't see him staying in, in the leadoff spot. But however, he's been squaring up pretty much everything he's making contact with. Like, yeah, you got to deal with the strikeouts. Strikeouts are going to be there. This is part of who the Giants are now. But yeah, with that one-year, six million-dollar deal that they and getting him after the lockout ended, kind of last minute. Um, yeah, you can't be upset. And yeah, he looks like he's a. Uh, trying to bring a little flair to the giants coming back home. Yeah, I agree. He's been fun to watch. Um, and on defense you know, too, I should say that. Yeah. He's been serviceable and whether if he's playing, you know, left or right, doesn't matter. He's, he's doing just fine. Um, some other guys that have been doing really well. Uh, Wilmer Flores is, is having a decent start to the year. I mean, only one home run, but he is driving in runs. He's driven in eight, hitting 268. Um, uh, let's see. Mike, it, it does suck about Mike Yastrzemski because he was actually starting to kind of get things going, getting the numbers going eventually too. And then um, obviously got uh, COVID. Hopefully he's uh, not out too long. Um, you know, the, the team is just, it. they're kind of left leaving off of what they did last year. They're hitting home runs. They have 17 home runs through 17 games. Um, it was kind of their formula last year and it worked and, you know, they're doing it again now and they're doing it with the whole platoon thing. And especially after an off season in which a lot of us fans, including myself, even showed a little pessimism of, well, you know, they didn't, they didn't maybe bring enough in to do much or to, you know, get better. Um, but you got to think too, dude, like they brought up Ramos for a couple games and he did well. Obviously he's back down, but they brought in a guy like Luke Williams who just got called back up and he's shown that he's, he's okay. And he can play anywhere on the field. And then there's uh, obviously like Luis Gonzalez, which you mentioned, um, you know, just some of these like guys that nobody thinks about and they're producing. Yeah. I think uh, you bring up Luke Williams. I mean, hit almost solely responsible for beating Trevor Rogers and Sean Manaya in those in those two games yeah. against against lefties on the on the homestand, I mean, he was the only guy, you know, driving driving in runs and you know generating rallies. So, you know, that's kind of the far on uh, Scott Harris uh, recipe. It's like this guy comes in, does something good. We don't we never heard of him. Oh damn, we're not going to see a lefty for this many days. Oh, see, ya, you're back to the minors. Like <laughs> oh oh this this guy just won us two games. Oh well, okay, whatever. But. Of course, he finds his way back back up to, to the team, and that's that's the way it all it all hashes out. But yeah, you, you, you talked you talked about about Flores. You know, I wanted to bring him up specifically. The same thing, like a guy who is we didn't really know what his role was going to be on this team this year, aside from DH. 
Evan Longoria has finger surgery like a five minutes before the season starts. I mean, what a what a blow that that is. Yeah, which is one of the reasons Luke Williams is here, by the way. And True. you know, he and he he's been serviceable in, in the field. He's never going to be great at third. He's just not. But clutch at bats and RBI situations. The oh, the same thing with a guy like Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford's not having the best season so far. Um, average wise or home run wise, only has one home run, but but still eight RBIs all, all, already. You know, doing like they're they're coming up big in big situations late in games, and that's that that that's what's important. They're not they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to dominate and you know generate a lot of runs against stellar pitching. Like we've seen that already against guys like Max Scherzer and Carlos Carrasco. Um, Sean Manaya, you know, you know, gave him problems, and even today, you know, Corbin Burns gave him problems. But they're doing, and en- I feel like they're doing enough in those games to hang in there and get it to the bullpen. Give yourself a shot because the strike, the strikeouts are going to drive you crazy. They drive me crazy, but the Giants seem to do enough every game to always have a chance at the end, and that's that's really important. Come come playoff time brandon belt four home runs already yep. i mean continuing his power surge from 2021 i mean in, in, we talk i mean let's kind of talk about the guy the guys who maybe are off to a more sluggish start but it's it's kind of hard to find these because they've still come through in situations before i mean like darren ruff hitting 164 um hasn't hit a home run yet uh but he has 11 walks already. You know, he's still having good ABs, especially the last couple of days. Um, you can see he's starting to hit the ball a little harder too. And, you know, he's just like the, the balls will hit the grass. They're, they're going to, they're going to come. The hits are going to come. Yeah. So I'm not really too worried about, you know, a guy like Darren Ruff. You brought up like Brandon Crawford. Um, you know, the hits have, uh, he, I mean, he has 14 hits in 16 games. So, he he is hitting just maybe not uh not for the power like he was last year, but again, still really early. That can come. I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about Joey Bart. Now, obviously, he got off to a really quick, solid start. It's kind of come back down to earth and then some hitting 171. Um, but he does have an on-base percentage of 326. He is walking more. And we know he does have 21 strikeouts. That's a lot, leads the team. Mm-hmm. We know he's going to strike out. Now at this rate, obviously, don't think he's going to keep striking out this rate. I know the other day it was like right around 50%. Right. But, um, you know, that number is going to come down. But as long as he's still walking and can hit for power, he does have two uh, two home runs, including that one big one against Cleveland. Um, you know, a Joey Bart's going to be fine. I think he's been good enough behind the plate and catching guys. I know he's using the new pitch calm technology and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm still, I'm still buying Joey Bart's long-term success this season. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, just, just quickly on, on Darren Ruff. You, yeah. To talk about he, he's been struggling, you know, th- that opening homestand. Yeah. He had, he had at least three or four shots, you know, right to the fence that, to that, that, that didn't get out. And I really think that, that that got his head a little bit, especially in that Cleveland series where he was pressing a little bit, but like you said, you know, he's starting to you know relax a little bit these last couple of games and hit the ball with a little more authority. And I'm not worried about him. You know, I, I he's got a good approach and, you know, I think he's going to be fine, but you talk about Joey Bart and this is just what you got to deal with. 
you know, he's, he's a young guy. It's his first real, you know, full-time gig in the show where, all right, man, like the, this is you like no one's coming to take your job at, at any point you know next year whatever like this is your job now and i think he's doing a really good job with the pitching staff like you can he's gonna have peaks and valleys at, at, at the plate early on no doubt about it and i think yeah. that's why you know despite the early success he had you know Kapler has kept him down in that ninth spot where they don't want to move him up I think I think that sends a bit of a message saying we just want you to worry about catching and calling the game and dealing with the pitchers. And you can't say enough right now about the pitching staff. So obviously he's doing something right. And so is Kirk Casale. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and so is Andrew Bailey. You know, they're they're all doing a great job so so far. So I think you just gotta be patient with Joey Bart at the plate. You know, you've seen him many times. I've seen him many times in person do he can hit. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. It's, it's, it's going to come. The power is going to be there. If he can keep hitting in that eight, nine spot all year and cranky between 15 to 20 home runs, which I think he will. I don't think anybody's going to be complaining about Joey Bart coming into the season. I just don't. Well, you talk about the pitching staff. Let's shift over to some arms because obviously this is, this was the main focus this off season from the front office um, was addressing the, uh, starting rotation. You know, they, they bring back Wood and Discofani. They bring in Rodon literally, I believe, the day after the lockout was lifted. Um, and they, they brought back Alex Cobb back in November before the lockout um, ensued. So, you know, you have, you have a pretty solid starting rotation here. Now, Logan Webb, um, his last couple starts, not his best stuff, but he's still been, he's still been good. 24 and a third. Uh, he's given up eight earned. He's got a two nine six ERA, seventeen Ks, five walks. Um, obviously, I think that the Ks will push up a little bit there, just six point three per nine. But um, you know that that goes to show how good Logan Webb is. When he's not at his best, he still can beat you. Sure. I think with with Logan Webb, you saw it from Baron, like you just said, right? At the lockout ended. The first thing they went out and did was go out and get Carlos Rodon, and I think that sent a real message to the team was like, we have to win with starting pitching. That is our goal. And as good as Logan Webb was last year, you know, down the stretch, I mean, this is his second full year. I mean, he's still a bit of a wild card. I can, I consider him the co-ace of this staff, but bringing in a guy like Carlos Rodon to kind of take a little bit of the pressure off him say, Hey, if Logan Webb doesn't have a bad start. Oh, that's cool. We got, we got Rodon going, you know, behind him. Like, I think that sent a bit a, a bit of a message to the whole club, including Logan Webb. It's like, hey, it's not all on you, dude. It's not all on you. You know, they go out, they invest in Anthony Scafani and Alex Wood. Scafani not off to the best start, but you know he had little stretches like this in Cincinnati. So I gotta tell people there is a bit of you know rough patch in Scafani. Like last year, he was almost beyond perfect. You know, aside from those Dodger games, yeah, he so, was really good last year. Outside, yeah, of yeah, those Dodger games really jacked up his, his ERA and overall, overall numbers. But as a for his whole career, he's had little stretches like this where he just doesn't have it. And so, I don't think it's an accident that he went on the IL with ankle inflammation. Like, I I'm gonna take a wild guess and say there's nothing wrong with his ankle for the most part. Aside from okay, there's something happened last year, then okay, maybe we can use this and 
you know, give, give them a bit of a breather, but they well, invest and work on stuff, figure but, stuff out. Yeah. But they, they invested in him. So I, yeah. so I fully believe that, that he'll, he'll figure it out. Same with Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb has looked good up, up, up to this point, but he's entered in New York. You know, that's, that's kind of been his, uh, his reputation over the years, like very good gets hurt. But I think that's why Fallhorn goes out and gets a guy like Matt Boyd and Jacob Junis and mm-hmm. Carlos Martinez. Like there's dudes waiting and Sean Jelly has looked good in AAA so far. So there, there is backup and Alex Wood has himself has answered the call big time, you know, and, but I don't think that's a surprise to any of us. Alex Wood has been all-star caliber pitcher for most of his career when he's been out there. So I think, I think the rotation, you know, all, all the, all things considered with, Cobb and Disclani go down. I mean, they've they've really answered the bell between Webb, Rodon, and Wood. And even with Webb having a couple, you know, semi-tough starts the last couple times out, I mean, he's still competing and keeping the Giants in games and giving the offense a chance to bust things open. You know, I'll go in no particular order, but I'll I'll talk about the guys that are hurt. Disclani and Cobb. First, Disclani, you're right. You make a good point. They gave him you know, a multi-year deal. So he's going to be around and, you know, hearing a lot of complaints from, from fans early and rightfully so he hasn't had his best stuff, but um, you know, maybe they're going to use this time to kind of work on something and he's going to be in that rotation. If he's healthy, I mean, they're paying him. He's, he will be in there. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that he can figure stuff out and be okay. Hopefully if it is an ankle injury, it's not too serious. Um, Alex Cobb has been, you know, fairly dominant in his nine and a third. I mean, he has 14 Ks, two walks, um, but he, uh, you know, he has given up the five earned, but um, I think uh, once, once his 10 days are up, he should be back fairly quickly. And uh, I'm not too concerned with Alex Cobb. He is kind of like my uh, pick in this rotation to really surprise and be really good this year. And like you said, Alex Wood kind of continuing off a pretty good 2021. He's been good so far this year, too. 16 Ks, four walks, and 14 and a third um, for a 2-5-1 ERA. You know, just I love watching Alex Wood pitch, man. He, he works fast. He keeps the ball down. Um, just kind of a ground ball king. And then, obviously, uh, Carlos Rodon has been everything we've wanted. And I know it's only been three starts, and – God, please keep him healthy. <laughs> but man, 17 innings, uh, 29 strikeouts, six walks. That's 15.4 Ks per nine, bro. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. And at a 106 ERA and a 0.82 whip. Like Rodon's been dominant and he's throwing hard and he is using the secondary pitches very well. Carlos Rodon's been very good. Um, you know, kind of those kind of shifting to the uh i guess we could say long inning guys and i don't mean that with a pun but sam long who who actually did start today like he's been pretty good um five and two thirds five k's one walk um hasn't given up anything yet so that's great to see uh kind of proving me wrong i wasn't really too excited about him going into this year and then the other one i kind of want to talk about too was um jacob junis like he went five innings the other day uh, had four strikeouts, no walks, and gave up no runs. So, you know, who for a guy that they brought in from Kansas City and who wasn't really doing well in Sacramento to start the year, came up through well. Yeah, definitely. I think with I think with Sam Long, 
I was with you to start. Like I didn't really see him and Tyler Beatty. I just kind of didn't see where they fit on this roster. I, I if yeah, if you put a you put a gun to my head and I had to pick one, I would have picked Sam Long, of course. But yeah, but you had kind of we'd be kind of hearing that they had been working with, with, with him on, on on some stuff during during spring training, and you know he'd been you know tinkering with, with his mechanics and stuff a little bit and. I mean, a very small sample size, of course, but he's not having those awful, awful misses so far this year. Like last year, the the stuff was there. Like his stuff was nasty, but his misses were like way off the plate or balls bounced in front of home plate. And and so far this year, you know, he's looked pretty good. He he's he's around the plate. He looks a little more confident in himself. You know, with with, with the curveball, he's fishing that curveball. Yeah, locating the fastball. So. So far, so good with with Sammy Long, and I look. It looks like they 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 made the right call that. And Jacob Judas, I you got to believe at some point he's gonna end up in this rotation for a little bit of a period. You know they they went into Friday's game against Washington as a bullpen game, but you know Judas kind of took care of that for the most part. You know he took those little sandwich eggs. I think it was the second through the. Was it the six, Doug? That that he that he that he came in and I believe so. Yeah, the second through the six, I want to say it was Friday was a long time ago. But but yeah, he he looked good and, and very surprising considering what we had heard of him out of sack. But for all we know, he was just working working on stuff in sack, and you know that's that maybe that was Jacobs extended spring training for all for all we know because you've you've heard that from a lot of pitchers so. So so far, yeah, the the long inning guys, especially especially Sammy Long, because he's been out there twice. You know, so so far so good. You you, you can't really complain. We may very much see um, Jacob Junis get the start on Wednesday because that's yeah. still a to yeah. be determined against the A's. We know Rodon's going tomorrow night to open up the Baybridge series, but yeah, the, uh, Jacob Junis may, you know, maybe he's an open guy, kind of like how Sam Long was tonight in Milwaukee. Or maybe they ride him for a couple innings if he's serviceable. If you can get, you know, three, four innings out of Jacob Junis, sign me up. Yeah, man, that sounds good to me. I'll take it. Absolutely. Um, uh, we'll kind of shift to, like, the main bullpen guys. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you start this one. What Who stuck out to you? Because I, I, I know who I'm going to go with. <laughs> um, it's really hard to say because you can definitely tell that from an, I guess from a negative standpoint, you can tell Jake, Jake McGee is really working on some stuff right now. His velocity mm. is, is down. Um, you know, last year he was kind of getting away with those challenge fastballs because his, his velocity was bit was mid to high nineties. And this year it's just, it's not quite there so far. And it's very telling. They're giving him a lot of time between starts. Or I, mean, I mean, starts appearances. appearances. Yeah. yeah. And um, even tonight when I was driving home on the radio, and I heard McGee was coming. I was like, "Oh man, here, yo, here we go. What's he, what's he got tonight?" And he gets those first two outs, and I'm thinking, "Oh, okay, okay." And sure as stuff, you know, Willie Adams, you know, just take, takes him yard, and uh, okay, well, there, we, there we are. But from from a positive standpoint, Jose Alvarez has looked very good in in, lim- in limited outings. Um, you know, guy, you know, guys like him and and Harlan Garcia haven't got a ton of opportunities, but but Alvarez the last couple of days in particular has has looked pretty good. You know, had that had that big uh big appearance the other night against uh 
I guess Juan Soto when uh, things were kind of getting sketchy in that, in that Washington game, you know, you know, t- t- takes care of that. And Tyler Rogers, you know, despite having that God awful spring training where he got like basically nobody out in three appearances, you know, he's, he's looked pretty good. You know, the, mm-hmm. you know, the magic wand do, you know, those infield hits have kind of gone against him a, a couple times, but all things considered, he looks like he's kind of rounded back into form. You know, he threw a lot of innings last year. So I'm very curious to see how Gabe Kapler manages him moving moving forward this year because obviously they have a lot of confidence in, in, in him and he's a big, big role down there, especially with his, you know, opposite splits you know, that, that, that he has. And I think, you know, Doug, you're going to be all over this, I know, but Camilo Duvall, man, he's been he's been a mystery bag. Uh, it's it, it seems it seems like once he gets through that that first batter, things kind of calm down for him, and he he starts he starts that first batter looking like Ricky Vaughn, and <laughs> and then from that point on, he usually kind of settles in and kind of finds himself like 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 he he did he did tonight. So I'm still pretty high on on this bullpen. I, I think it's expected there's got to be a bit of a regression. I don't think they're going to end up being the best bullpen in the league again this year. But, so, you know, so far so good. But I think a lot of that has to do with how good the starting pitching is, has been as well. They've been, they put them in very good situations where Dominic Leone and Tyler Rogers and Camille Duvall can just go out there and just take care of things in the late innings. All right. I need three minutes here. So give me three minutes. Give me three. Yeah. This is your baby. Go ahead. I I know. So yeah, obviously if you've been around before last year, I just had a gut feeling that somehow, some way this bullpen was going to be really good. And like you just mentioned, it was arguably the best in baseball last year. And then I doubled down on it in the season preview. And I said, I think they're going to be really good again. And I'm with you. I'm not saying best in baseball, but top five in baseball. Yeah. In top three in the NL. Yeah, I I think that they will be there at the end of the year. And, you know, for the most part, they've been they've been there uh, thus far. Um, You know, uh, my one one and a half negative, I'll say I I like Jake McGee, um, but I were I and I complained on here several times last year. You know, his arsenal worries me. He throws one pitch and, you know, on a good night, it'll hit 97, 98. But um he hardly ever hits corners and it, it got him tonight. Like you just said, Willie Adamas jumped on two strikes, but you know, what's coming. It's a four seam fastball and he sat on it and he absolutely obliterated that thing uh, to left center and uh, you know, gave up the lead tied the game back up at two, um, you know, so hopefully long-term things, Jake McGee figures it out. Obviously I'm a big Camilo Duvall guy and he's just been a complete roller coaster um, got his four save tonight though, nine K's four walks and eight and third. Uh, I would expect him to have a little more of a higher K rate, even though 9.7 is respectable, but I think he's very capable of being in the 10, 11 range by season's end. So it's still too early to, uh, kind of give me something on Camilo Duvall. Now the big positives for me, um, I do like Harleen Garcia, but he does have five walks and four and two thirds. Hopefully he'll, He'll work on that and be okay. But um, the good ones for me so far, John Brebbia. And I, I said coming into the season, I thought he's going to have a great bounce back year. I don't think he was fully healthy and recovered. And Rob, especially you hammered this, you know, um, before 
they really used him a lot. Like right when he came back last year and yeah. he was topping off at 93, 94. Now it goes through a full off season. He's throwing 96, 97. John Brebby has been good. He's been in seven games, eight innings, a one, one, three ERA, six strikeouts, three walks. Um, he's been good. Yeah. Uh, and I think because he has a good bullpen around him and he doesn't have to be used every other day, you know, we're going to see a really good version of John Brebby this season. Um, Zach Littell, six games. Uh, he's got no ERA in six innings, five Ks, no walks. He's been good. Uh, Dominic Leone, who was a real nice surprise last year. He's been good. He even has a save this year. Um, seven Ks, one walk in six and third. So, you know, and even junior, I'll, I'll close out here. Even junior Marte, who's yeah. been up five games, five Ks, two walks, a 1.8 ERA. You know, some still small sample sizes, but guys have been effective in the way that they are using this bullpen, just like last year. Very effective. And obviously, you know, um, Tyler Rogers as well has been very good. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a damn good bullpen, dude. Like, I don't know how to put it. It's just a good bullpen. And, um, you know, there's there's depth there. Hopefully these guys can stay healthy. Obviously, Kirby and Castro is an option down the road who I believe he was up today. I he may have pitched today. I'm not sure. I got listening to that game late. I haven't looked at the box score. Um, but yeah, him and Gregory Santos, like there's still arms as well um, in Sacramento that can very much help out this bullpen as well. So I'm excited about the pen. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up John Bradby because I totally o- overlooked him. Yeah, they are doing a very good job of spacing out his outings, you know, as opposed yes. to last year where I, you know, I, I think you and I are both kind of new to the analytics part of baseball, like, but, but we're catching on and we're getting Starting to embrace it a little bit. I, yeah. You know, I, if Gabe Kapler and far and those guys could put me in a room and Andrew Bailey, he can come too and see me in a room <laughs> and, and tell, tell, explain to me what the hell they were doing last year with John Brady coming off Tommy John so early and let him go out there and throw 45 pitches and, 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 and ending in two thirds. I please, like, I, I will never understand what the hell that was all about last year. And that's in that St. Louis series, but. But I think fan, I like fans seeing now how good he really is, and he's done a very good job, you know, taking on that, that little sixth, seventh, eight, you know, ending role. Because, you know, let's 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 be honest, you know, most mostly starters aside from Logan Webb aren't going more than five. Even Carlos Rodon, as dominant as he's been, he's still a lot of pitches striking everybody out. Yeah. So I mean, so that little sixth inning is a big, big, uh, you know, you know, ending for for this bullpen, and you know, guys like Brebia and. Uh, Latell and Garcia, you know, they, they, they've answered the, the bell so far. Completely agree. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's basically what we wanted to talk about tonight. There is, we do have a little bonus content and uh, I'm going to let Rob take the reins on this one. Cause this is what he wanted to discuss tonight. So Rob, the floor is yours, my friend. Okay. So I think we've been hearing a lot about the unwritten rules of baseball the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I, I think if we started this season, and we were looking at, at the Giants roster and just the Giants as a whole. I don't think we really expect them to be uh, portrayed by two managers in the first three weeks as being like the bullies of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you have a whole roster of guys on one tier contracts just playing for their, their next gig for, for the most part. You know, not everybody, but we are getting to a point now where the Giants have had two two games where. Well, I guess three if you count if you count the uh, the Friday game in uh, 
in DC, and 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 that's and that was that's one of the games that 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 got pulled out. Baseball is a game of individual stats. You can't, no matter what the score is, you can't take a knee. You can't dribble the ball out. You can't make the game. There's no mercy rule. This isn't a little league. These are all guys fighting for their next job, for their, for their next contract. You know, you can't ask batters to go up there and make it out because that reflects poorly on them. And Doug, this is something I, I, I wanted to bring up too, because this doesn't get talked about enough. What about from the defensive standpoint? Do you tell me in these unwritten rules of baseball, if you're beating some team's ass by six, seven, eight, nine runs late, late in the game, and you're put, well, let's say, you know, Tyler Beatty comes in. Do you tell Tyler Beatty, don't throw curveballs, don't throw sliders? Hey, Brandon Crawford, don't make a diving stop in the hole on a tough play. Hey, Tyro, if the ball goes in the hole, just let it go. Like, these are all guys that are playing for their, their next gig. It's a game of individual stats. And for guys like Bob Melvin and Dave Martinez, three, I'm not going to cuss, three freaking weeks <laughs> into the season, you know, complaining and throwing a fit about the Giants scoring too many runs, laying down bunts and being too aggressive when run totals are now at a tiebreaker in Major League Baseball. And the Giants play in the toughest division in baseball, in my opinion. Maybe the AL East, that's up there too. It's but right there. Yeah. It's right there. But every run counts. And, you know, I – okay, sure, sure. If, if, if we want to be honest with ourselves, the Nationals are a downtrodden team and they are they're a poverty franchise – you know, at, at, at the moment, and they are in a serious rebuild. But for, but for the the San Diego Padres with their new manager Bob Melvin, their ace on the mound, you Darvish, in, in, in that game, complaining about the Giants running up the score when they have, when they already have ten runs in the second inning. Doug, how 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 did we get here? Like I, like I I I'm a purist. For, on a lot of things like I still believe in batting average I still I still think that's a real thing and that's an important thing I don't believe in striking I don't believe striking out's okay but how is scoring too many runs a bad thing ever or I don't know like yeah like like, like I said you you can't let you can't tell your pitchers to go out there and throw nothing but fastballs and give up runs and so that jacks up their ERA. Like, you can't tell your guys to go out there and take it easy. So, Doug, you, you tell me, how did we get here? How did how this ever become a thing? Well, shit, man, you make <laughs> so many good points. And I did I did kind of get my feelings the other day on on a live on Giant Shatter because we talked about it on Coffee in the Cove. Um, right, right. But I think, you know, we're in a time where many – I'll say professional athletes, and that includes coaches, managers, whatever, um, struggle to handle adversity. And, you know, when your team's down, how do you respond? And, uh, you know, it's going to happen. Like the Giants are going to lose a game 13 to 2 this year at some point. It's going to happen. It's baseball. There's 162 games in a season. It's a long season. And I also agree with your, you know, this is a game where you can't half ass shit. And I, no. I say this all the time. What 
all-star game in all sports is the best all-star game. It's baseball. Baseball. Why? Because you can't half-ass baseball. Unless you you're can't... Adam Win- unless you're Adam Wainwright to Derek Jeter in the all-star game. <laughs> okay, but that was for fun, and it's something we'll never forget, right? But sure, sure. but the thing is, is you know, when you get say Max Scherzer starting or Jacob DeGrom starting an all-star game, you know, is he gonna come in there floating at 88 to 90? Fuck no. That guy's gonna come in, and he's gonna throw 101. And, you know, batter at the plate, whoever it is, uh, could be, you know, one of the best players in the game. You're going to have to freaking take this A-B seriously. You can't half-ass defense like you can in the Pro Bowl or, you know, stop playing defense in the NBA All-Star game, even though that's gotten better the last couple of years. But you're, you get my point, yeah. you know. Um, you can't half-ass baseball. And so that's a great point of what you say. But also, um, I really – couldn't um, agree more with how Gabe Camp- Gabe Kapler handled it after the game, talking about, you know, we are trying to win games. We're trying to affect the series. We're trying to get into their bullpen t- today so it affects them tomorrow. Like, and, and also the argument of, well, you know, you give us a handful of tools on how to be successful. Well, if you take some of those away, then it gives us worse chances at competing. Um I thought he handled that really well in his post game pre uh, earnest, you know, post game, post conference, whatever. And um, press conference. I can't talk. Sorry. But yeah, I, I I just think that this is just getting all blown up out of proportion and the hypocrisy of things too, you know, like the whole Padres thing when, 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 you know, that happened with Dubon bunting and then, you know, them taking Will Myers deep twice, like, you know, well, you know, Tati swung at 3-0 and hit a grand slam last year against, I think it was the Rangers, you yeah. know, and they were already up big. Like, dude, who cares? Like, if you're going to get your ass kicked that night, you're getting your ass kicked. Like, this is pro- this is Major League Baseball. It's a professional level. I understand it. Like, if it's high school or whatever, especially, like, Little League. But you know what? It's not. Like, these are grown men. Freaking play the game hard and continue to try and score because no lead is safe. Like the, the one from the other day when it was seven to one. Yeah. Seven to one. That is a grand slam, a double and a home run away from being tied. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it wasn't in it. It wasn't even like that late in the game. Like it's still, um, you know, obtainable to, to make a comeback, but you know, we're going on here, but basically I'm I, I'm sure you can say this too, Rob. Fuck the unwritten rules. Um, stop being a bunch of pansy ass bitches, and uh, you know, just play the game. Shut up and play the game. If you don't like it, give someone one in the ribs the next day. Sure. And if if the greater powers in baseball really believe that this is this is serious, implement a mercy rule or an I give up rule or sure. or a we're done rule. If you want to be like Little League, if you want to be like high school where we beat the piss out of Western Ranch you know, 30 to one every time, every time we played them, you Shout know, out South Stockton. yeah. If you want to, if that, if it's so serious, don't make them unwritten, put it, put it down on paper. Let's make it a rule. That's but a great point. Until then shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And that's how we're going to end this episode. Uh, yeah. Hey, giants take on the A's the next two, uh, finally back at home at Oracle, um, you know, so Tuesday, Wednesday, a little short series uh, with our, cross bay rivals and then the they see the nats again the nats are in san francisco for three this weekend so 
Um, Rob, it's been fun uh, catching back up with you, man. I know it's been a couple of weeks. We'll come back on next week. We won't give you that much of a break, and we'll kind of go into a little more details about things, and maybe we'll bring on a guest uh, next week as well. So, Rob, yeah. any closing thoughts? Um, Good start to the season. Uh, it was nice to be back on here. I think we both needed that little break. You know, lots been going on, but I'm back, and I'm fully invested, man. Let's Let's go. Let's go. So for Say Hey Rob and Say Hey Doug, see you next time on the Say Hey Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed. Give us a good review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're joined up on Giants Chatter. Until next time, go Giants. Go Giants. Don't get sweat. When the Giants come to town, it's bye-bye, baby. Every time the chips are done, it's For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.